This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is our second favorite day of the week. It's Wednesday, one more day till we hit the weekend. I'm hoping that you're all having a productive work day and you're excited to find out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. It is a cloudy and dusty Wednesday right here in Sharjah. Like we get the weather forecast from you every day. <laughs> yeah, because I'm checking the weather every day. I'm waiting for it to uh, get better and sunnier. But unfortunately, it's getting sunnier with some dust. But space architects are seeking to replicate life on Mars right here in the UAE desert. Yes, indeed. And this is going to be exciting news for everyone who's always wanted to know what does it feel like to live on Mars? Because soon enough, right here in the UAE, you can actually probably consider a brand new camping location. Coming up on the show as well, very big accomplishments has been happening right here in the UAE when it comes to innovating forms of agriculture. Yesterday, we got a chance to find out and to see live in action drones planting raft trees. And if you don't know, right here in the UAE, the raft tree is actually a very, very important part of the culture and the heritage. It's a sign of tolerance. So to be able to keep this heritage alive by using drones to to plant those trees, this is going to be a great form of innovation used in the form, used in the sector of agriculture. And we're going to be listening to Nabra Al-Busaidi, who is Sustainability and Community Manager at CAFU. She's going to be telling us all about how those drones functions. And joining her will be the IoT Systems Engineer, Ahmed Burek, who will also be telling us a little bit more about the technicalities that go into the formation of those drones. Yes, and you guys heard about Instagram Reels, and uh, it's causing a lot of fuss over the past yes. couple of months. But now we have finally have them in the UAE, and we're going to tell you guys how to use them and what features to look out for. Yes, indeed. And in our gadget of the day for today, we have a very exciting discussion, let's say, because we are going to be talking all about wearables, more specifically the sisters and brothers of Apple Watches because Hani got a chance to try out the Whoop and yes. he's currently wearing both watches on both hands. So Fitness trackers. <laughs> Fitness trackers. Yes, not a watch. Okay, so he's going to be telling us all about his experience with the Whoop but we're also going to be looking at a very budget-friendly rival to the Apple Watch, the Riversong Motive. Two forms of watches that we're going to be reviewing for all of you today. We have a packed show in store, so make sure you keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Yes, but ladies and gentlemen, before we go, we're going to give you some power. It's going to be all over me. Pulse 95 Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect to our world, ladies and gentlemen. I'm feeling a little bit low today because my chair does not go up (laughs) and it's stuck on the floor. You're basically I feel very short. (laughs) You feel Feel like everything is big. Well, you know exactly how I feel right now going through the world. What is this? What is this? I don't like it. What is that like being this short? (laughs) Like my, my feet are like crossed on the ground. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the chair is broken, but that's no problem. We're going to be talking about space architects and how they're seeking to replicate life on Mars right here in the UAE desert. Now, two space architects who spent 60 days living in a compact shelter in Greenland to simulate harsh lunar conditions do want to design a Mars habitat for the UAE desert next. 
Now we're talking about two architects, Daniel Sebastian and Carl Joan, who are part of the Lunark mission, where they did endure Arctic temperatures of minus 30 Celsius and even carried rifles for protection against polar bears. Yes, indeed. The pair were actually working at Saga Space Architects, which is a company that aims to make space a lot more livable for future travelers and tries to create a habitual or a a better habitat design for humans to actually be able to survive in space. But can you imagine how amazing it would be whenever you want to find out how Mars or how it feels like to live on Mars, you can just head to the desert right here in the UAE. Because for those of you who don't know, right here in the UAE, we have lots of deserts (laughs) if you're tuning in internationally. And the climate can be very dry. There's a lot of sandstorms. And that is actually the perfect way to simulate what it feels like to live in a Martian atmosphere. So the team is actually excited to make and turn the UAE uh, desert into a similar habitat to what people would experience or astronauts would experience on the surface of Mars. The goal is to build habitats that could be used for space tourism or any other missions in the future. Now our good friend Elon Musk did also announce plans to take 1 million people to the red planet by the year 2050 and actually has sold multiple tickets for a lunar tourism mission and even nasa is trying to get astronauts back on the moon and we talked about it yesterday and also the ua has announced plans for a city on mars by the year 2117 and is currently building on a mars science city in el khawanij in dubai right here in the uae and it will be used for research purposes but the habitat designed and used by saga space architects however did involve a portable and compact sized structure that can expand at its final location, which is a very ideal solution for future space explorers. Yes, indeed. So it's basically like a retractable habitat for anyone who wants to uh, go ahead and apply for space tourism in one of those days. But the best part about it is that this design will be helping put a lot of our fears to rest because we do know that in space, some people struggle with you know, they already suffer from claustrophobia or psychological stress or the worry of being in something so confined that there's no way out. And the design of this home will help contradict and counteract all those fears. The habitat, as you've mentioned, Hani, is an ideal solution for any future space explorer. And the biggest challenge that they were actually trying to go ahead and overcome is the fact that a lot of the times when they go ahead and build such habitats they're not they're either too far off from what a real habitat on mars would be or the fact that it's nowhere near uh, what oh it's the same thing it's either nowhere near what living on mars would actually feel like or it's too close to what it actually feels like that it ends up making people feel a lot more stressed yeah, let's know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it, Instagram, at Pulse95 Radio. Would you like to experience life on Mars right here in the UAE? We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're telling you guys how to use Instagram, but not any type of Instagram, <laughs> Instagram Reels. You're listening to Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. In the world of wearables, every single day it feels like some new wearable hits the market. And there are so many to choose from, whether it was the Apple Watch, the Samsung Galaxy Watch, the Fitbit, the Fitbit Sense. 
Do you go for a ring and not even a watch? What do you go for? Or do you even just go for a whoop? We, right here on Future Talk, we both own an Apple Watch. And Hani is recently or has recently been testing the Whoop uh, smart fitness tracker. And we're also going to be talking about some cheaper alternatives for the well-known Apple Watch. But first off, I want to hear your thoughts on the Whoop. You've been trying it for a co- quite some time now, right? Yes, the Whoop. I've had it for the past three days. Uh, apparently, it's more accurate than your normal Apple Watch. Would you and, approve uh, of that? Uh, so far, because sometimes it doesn't make sense uh, the way uh, Apple Watch kind of tracks uh, how many calories you burn. Mm. And uh, the Whoop does seem more accurate, but the Whoop is not a smartwatch. It is a fitness tracker. It has no uh, screen, nothing. Everything is used and managed by an app on your phone. Mm -hmm. So if you want something related to style and having a watch, the Whoop is not for you. The Whoop is is a band that you can put around your arm or your wrist or your chest. And it's going to be used when you are working out sleeping it tracks your recovery How time would you strap it onto your chest <laughs> yeah you, ha- you have a different strap ah so it's like the thing is rem- the gadget yes. itself is removable it's a, like a square okay yeah so uh, you can strap it onto your chest when you're mm-hmm. working out i strap it onto my arm mm-hmm and uh, it does track your recovery time, uh, how many calories you burned, your sleep, how much stresses stresses on your heart. There's various activities. It is kind of coming on as a personalized coach as uh, after you spend four days using the watch, it's going to tell you what you're doing wrong, how to improve your sleep, how to improve your performance in the gym or your performance in any other athletic type of activity. And uh, so far, I mean, I can't say I don't like it or I like it because, uh, I mean, there's not much to do with it. Yeah. It's just you say, okay, I'm going to play fo- soccer now. Start. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym now. Start. And then after four days, a couple of days, it does tell you how you're doing in that. But, I mean, uh, it, it's not. It's, it's, just, for, it's yeah. for the professionals. It's, it's for the athletes. It's, it's just not. not yeah. yeah. It's not like the Apple Watch. So with the Apple Watch, if you get notifications, you'll receive them on your watch. Yes. Um. I can't think apart from notifications. Sleep, no, it could you, track your sleep. Same the, with the Whoop, though. Yeah, the Apple Watch, you can track, uh, you have notifications, you can track yeah. your calories, you can track your steps, you can have your it's heart like an rate. It's all-in-one. Yes, you have your heart rate, you have uh, your blood, your blood. There's a lot of things that go on to when it does come to the uh, Apple Watch. The Apple Watch, in overall, in my humble opinion, I do believe it is the top smartwatch on the market right now. And I do believe that uh, in general if you do want something to track your fitness and yeah. you want to have something flashy and cool on your wrist you get an apple watch but we do know apple watches are expensive yes they can be very expensive i think the cheapest one you'd find is like a thousand two hundred dirhams so if you're looking for a cheaper alternative there are quite a few on the market and the ones that we have actually had a chance to check out and test out was the river song motive watch now for those of you who don't know you know, this watch is actually very similar to the design of an Apple Watch. The only difference is that you can't really change up the straps. But if you're a fan of the sleek black look, it looks professional. It looks uh, very, it's, it also could work for sports. This is the watch for you. Because apart from just being able to, you know, track your calories, it also tracks your heart rate. It can definitely help you receive notifications just like you would with an Apple Watch. Yes, now it does track your blood pressure blood oxygen changes so you can always have a look at your health evolution and it is compact with features it has a full touch screen a health monitor and a multi-sport mode and the watch can even be paired to your smartphone quite easily mm-hmm. using river songs obviously dedicated app if you do have a, an apple phone 
or a Samsung phone, it will not connect to your fitness apps on it that come with the phone. So you have to download. The you app have to itself. download the River Song app, which I've tried and I like it. It's it's actually pretty sleek and cool for a watch that costs 150 dirham. Yes, so it's much cheaper yes. than what you would see with an Apple Watch. Also, honey, you've tried measuring the beats per minute. With yes, it's the all watch. accurate. It's ac- it's yeah. as accurate as the Apple Watch when it does come to uh, your beats per your minute. Heartbeat. For sleeping time, it's it it works. I'm telling you, it works. It's not as uh, as flashy as your Apple Watch, yeah. but on a it first a glance, job. on the first glance, it looks like an Apple Watch. It does the job. <laughs> you can get notifications. I'll give it a rating of nine out of ten. Where did the one go? Well, the one went away because it does not read Arabic. Mm. If you get a notification in Arabic, it will not show up. So that's one downside for those of you who only speak in Arabic or have their phone set up in Arabic. But let's talk a little bit about the sleep tracker because the sleep tracker actually does a great job in this watch of recording and analyzing your sleep. It offers you data even for further analysis. So very similar to what you would find with an Apple Watch but a much cheaper price. And the best part about it is that the battery can actually give you 10 days worth of usage. That's something you do not get with an Apple Watch. Yes, The The Apple Watch, you know, maximum, I think, a day and a half two days and you'd have to recharge it again yes the apple uh the the this watch that we have right now this river song motive uh it does last for 10 days i have had it since i believe last week yes still haven't charged it we're still at a percentage of let me see uh it's uh, like half a bar or 40 percent okay so, so not it's, bad pre- at it's all. pretty good you can have mul- multiple customized faces uh I mean, it does the job for the price. If you want something that has the same type of feel on the Apple Watch, but you don't want to pay Apple Watch price, but you want something that looks nice, just like the Apple Watch, get yourself the River Song Motive 2. It, it looks awesome. I like it. it. has a weather app. You have amazing i mean it's for the like, price 150 yeah. drums i mean it is worth every single drum let us know your thoughts and what type of wearable or watch do you own do you have a fitbit a samsung galaxy watch or an apple watch or, or even any of the other alternatives our text lines are open 4215 do it or sign into our dms at pulse95 radio coming up we're talking all about The latest feature of Instagram that has been hyping up every content creator right here in the UAE. You're You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. How do you tech? How how do you tech? We've been hearing about this for the past couple of months. People in the United States and Canada and mostly mostly, uh, the UK I've had this feature for quite some time now, and we're talking about Instagram Reels. Now, the new feature has been officially launched in the Middle East, and a lot of Middle Eastern influencers are jumping on it and jumping on the hype. Now, just months after the feature was rolled out around the world, short video sharing will now be live in the region starting today. Yes, indeed. And we are very excited to tell you all about it. Now, Reels was actually launched globally first off back in August of 2020. And people have been enjoying it. And we have definitely felt a little bit left out. Same with the Instagram music. But new features are coming for everyone living right here in the UAE. Instagram music launched, I think, just this week. And so did the Instagram Reels. Now, for those of you who don't know what Reels are, they're short, entertaining videos that are typically set to music in the background. Many people have actually described them to be the rival of TikTok. And I can't deny it is. It does always feel like you're watching a TikTok video. 
but it's found on Instagram. The best part about it is that users can actually film it and edit it up to 30 seconds of multi-clip videos with audios, effects, and new creative tools. So the difference between a typical Instagram story and an Instagram reel is with the reels, you have a chance to cut and edit so you can yeah. cut and put pieces together to make it more dynamic for the viewer and people have been using it especially as you've mentioned handy influencers and content creators to be able to do more with the platform instagram i've honestly really been enjoying it because it feels like I no longer honestly go on TikTok anymore because I can simply watch the videos and reels, especially if people are reposting what they used to post on TikTok on Instagram into one platform. Now, I just have reels open right now. You have 15 to 30 seconds time to play with. Mm -hmm. And if you've updated your Instagram uh, app, you can see that the new post button has now been removed Mm -hmm. and is left with an Instagram reels button. So you'll click on it. And just from there, you'll have kind of the same like uh, format or UI user interface, just like TikTok. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know how to feel about it yet. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I feel like it's kind of feels like Facebook a little bit. No, come on. Yeah. When's the last time you were on Facebook? Not too long ago. Yeah. Well, they have the same type of format when it comes to th- these yeah, videos. Yeah, but it feels like TikTok more than Facebook. Mm, I don't know. I don't like it. Come on. Especially when it comes to the editing tools. So I don't, I don't like it. Well, let me tell you. If you want to go ahead and create a Reels, you can have different features that will help make the process much smoother. So you have a big music library coming from Instagram. You can even use original audio from the video on the Reels itself. Oh, people are going to love it. You know why, Omnia? Why? Because you can put filters. Yes, and that's exactly what I was going to tell you about. It has filters and also augmented reality effects. So you can actually play with a plenty of effects to make sure that your reels are as unique and as perfect as they could be. There's also a timer and a countdown. So you can record your videos hands-free by setting a countdown timer (laughs) through reels. Honey's having too much fun with those reels. You can even speed up or slow down certain parts of the video or the audio for example so that you can have the video follow the beat of the music mm-hmm. more moreover you can even smooth out the video so there are different touch-up features that can help you feather your face make sure that you're getting that insta perfect shot <laughs> all right now it's time for the handy review okay four out of ten because if you could see my face it I'm kills very disappointed. all the creativity that was on the app TikTok, TikTok is more creative. It makes the user have more uh, tools and more options. It's you only not, have. It's you not only fair ha- to compare it to TikTok. It, it, it is copying TikTok because they're scared that TikTok is going to take over. So that's why Reels was there. You just said that they're copying TikTok and it feels like yeah, TikTok. It, but when it does come to the editing tool, right? Mm. The editing tool does not give you the freedom just like TikTok does. In TikTok, you have a green screen. You have yeah. a, you you can play with the effects, the sounds. Uh, you can you can muffle your voice, change your voice, uh, use an animator. There's a lot of things that go on to TikTok mm. that's given a lot of creators the creativity and the freedom to move just like they want. Now, what's going to happen with Instagram is that a lot of people are going to start editing outside of Instagram and importing it into TikTok. Mm. Something also that I don't like is that the 15 to 30 seconds, you are limited to 15 to 30 seconds as if it's an Instagram story, Mm. where TikTok does give you that 60 second time frame for more freedom. Now, when you're making a short, funny video, 15 to 30 seconds might just not be enough. That's why then you have TikTok to, had 60 seconds. You also have to think of the fact that Instagram also have IGTV. So See? if videos are above a minute, they can simply be turned into an IGTV. Which is bad. 
Why is it bad? Because now you're not using the Reels uh, platform. You're using IGTV platform. Which is all under Instagram. They're winning either way. They're not winning. It's all about the creator, Omnia. Why is it? Uh, it's about the creator. The creator, how is he going to get the most uh, views. exposure? Yes, yeah, views. it's still under their account. IGTV is posted on their... When's f- the last time you went on IGTV looking for videos? No, no. IGTV is now posted on Instagram. Yes. When so it- you're not clicking out of Instagram to go to IGTV. You're just clicking the button to watch the full video. No. Why do you still disagree? It's, because the, it's different. It's a different algorithm, Omnia. I don't know. That's I, a, there's a different I, algorithm. But let's know your guys' thoughts. 4215. <laughs> or on Instagram, at Pulse95 Radio. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're talking all about what, Omnia? We're talking all about our very own UAE and how we can use drones to plant rough, sea, rough trees. <laughs> You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very interesting interview with someone we met yesterday. Yes, indeed. So if you're living right here in the UAE, you definitely know that the Raft tree has a very special place in the heart of all Emiratis as well as all residents. It is a sign of tolerance because a tree like this can actually survive in some of the harshest conditions. And... Very recently, there is a brand new drone technology that has been planting those seeds in abundance because when we look at it manually, it would take about two and a half months to plant 4,000 raf trees. Mm-hmm. But with the use of drones, you can actually plant, let's say, about, I think, 10,000 raf trees in less than a day. And that just goes to show how much technology has been changing our world in the sectors of agriculture. We're going to be listening to Nabil Al-Busaidi and Ahmed Burek, who are the Sustainability and Community Manager at CAFU, as well as the IoT Systems Engineer. They will be telling us more about the main aim behind the Gaf Tree Project. Anyone living right here in the UAE would know the value of palm trees or a nakhil. But why Gaf Tree? Why did you choose the Gaf Tree to help using drones to plant them? So the Gaf Tree is... Uh, was marked as a symbol of tolerance in 2019 when we commenced the uh, or started the pilot uh, stage of and launched the project and also it's known as a national asset uh, of the United Arab Emirates and you know we've chosen it also for the fact that we're planting in the desert and some of the special features of the Raf is it's one of the sturdiest plants requires really minimal care its root penetrates up to 80 meters below the soil and most importantly each uh, Raf tree throughout uh, the year um, you know absorbs approximately 35 kilograms of uh, carbon and, and, and this is why we've chosen this national plan. Now, a lot of people tend to see drones being implemented in, you know, filming, in uh, transporting medical equipment, but why agriculture and how can it come handy in this sector? So the reason why we've done this uh, or, or, or chosen to do this in the agriculture, just to put things into perspective, it usually takes about uh, two and a half months using traditional manual planting methods to plant 4,000 raft trees. So imagine with the power of the technology which Kafu has built by its brilliant team of uh, R&D engineers, what can really this enable us and equip us to do in the world of uh, sustainability for uh, the UAE, for the region, and a model really that's built for the world. Uh, Ahmed, could you please talk to us about how the drone technology technology exactly works. 
Yeah, sure. So uh, ideally, the planting drone or the planting mechanism drone that we have, uh, the sole purpose of the drone is to fly uh, at a certain altitude, dispatch the seed ball at a specific uh, speed to give it the enough uh, uh, energy or power to penetrate the surface of the sand at a specific depth. At that specific depth, uh, we reached to that conclusion through the research and development that uh, we've been we teamed up with Merlin for, for the seed balls development. So uh, a question to you, Nabra. It takes 2.5 months to plant about 4,000 graf trees. How is this reality changing with those drones? So with the drones, we can do that amount of seeds in a matter of minutes. So on the 28th of January 2021, Kafu reached its uh, second biggest milestone of planting in the Al Maliha Desert in a green belt conservation area. So what we've done is we've taken 10,000 uh, Ghaf seeds in seed balls and we planted it using our Kafu um, in-house built uh, drone system. And really how this is changing it is that we were able to do this in minutes, not weeks, not months, but a matter of minutes. Can you talk to us about how many Raf uh, seeds are in every seed ball? Of course. So uh, there are around four to five uh, Raf seeds per seed ball. And of course, each seed ball has a, a mixture of sand, you know, clay, um, and a bit of nutrients to aid the seed to germinate in the desert. So how will using the drone technology help make sure that these Raf seeds, once they're landing in the soil, they're actually germinating and we're increasing the success of the tree actually growing? So this is this magic is not only uh, done using the technology, but the magic is also in the mixture um, of the seed ball that, that we're using. The ingredients that we've included in the seed ball has a water retaining agent, uh, some nutrients to aid it to grow with very minimal care and very minimal water uh, in the desert. And also a solution or a way that we'll eventually scale as well is we will fly the same drone over with certain cameras that will capture where we've geotagged and dropped each seed ball to actually capture um, the plant's health and the plant's count. So uh, a question to you, Ahmed, can these drones be used in any climate or does there have to be a specific climate to be able to implement this technology? Uh, not really. So here in the desert, it's pretty much the harshest environment that we have. And uh, the, the, that we are doing it in the desert proves that we can do it anywhere else. Uh, in the desert, what challenges poses to the drone is that there are a lot of sand particles uh, that we need to go, I mean, that can harm a drone, but it doesn't. So uh, the drone is sturdy and can do that in such a harsh environment. So. That's great to hear. Uh, one last question to you, Nabra. The UAE has deployed technology in endless sectors. And how do you envision the use of technology in the field of agriculture in the next 50 years? So, you know, as I mentioned, uh, we're using uh, technology for good to actually plant, uh, particularly with uh, Sheikh Mohammed, Mohammed's announcement of uh, creating an R&D hub uh, for drones here in the UAE. So there's a big role that technologies such as this can play, not only in the agricultural industry, but using technology to enhance a lot of other industries as well. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was Nabra al-Busaidi. And uh, if you guys remember, we brought her on the UAE National Day to talk about gaff trees and the importance of gaff trees right here in the UAE. It is uh, it was actually the, the symbol for the year of tolerance, yes. if you guys remember back in 2020. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Nabra and uh, Omnia. Mm -hmm. 
I think last time, I think yesterday when we went, uh, it was super fun. Yes, it was very fun to see those drones in actions. And we actually are going to be sharing with you what that exactly looks like on our Instagram channel. So Pulse95 Radio, keep a lookout on that. And we will take it. We'll be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Special Olympics robotics competition that has been keeping students who are learning remotely a little bit more occupied. Now, Omni, do you know who Ricky Martin is? The name is so familiar. Yeah, he was a Spanish singer back in the early 2090s. (laughs) And you know who Enrique Iglesias is? Yes. Yeah, uh, Enrique, yeah, not Ricky. And anyways, they're on a tour right now across the U.S. and Canada. And we have a song right now, El Perdón. <laughs> Is that what it's called? I think, Pardon. <laughs> Pardon. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. And we're talking about the Special Olympics, a robotics competition that does offer students social lifeline in a time of remote learning. But before we get into it, we want to give a quick shout out to Thoreya, who was listening in. And before the breaks, we did talk about if you would like to live on Mars right yes. here in the UAE or have that type of uh, simulation when mm. it does come to Mars. Yes, indeed. And we are going to be jumping right into the Special Olympics UAE robotics competition that is actually offering ch- children who are currently undergoing remote learning a little bit of a chance to spice up their education process. Now, the education initiative has actually been challenging pupils with and without intellectual disabilities to work together to program a robot. Now, this opportunity is going to be very important to teach them new skills, especially because we know that coding is the language of the future. Yes, now, ladies and gentlemen, we just see the UAE focusing more on people of determination. In the UA, we do not like to call them people with disabilities, with determination. And the Unified Robotics 2021 competition is organized by the Special Olympics UAE. And it does feature 375 pupils from 44 schools in a series of virtual challenges. Now, this year, many pupils had to swap in-person meetings for online sessions with their teams where they did code and even play games together. Now, Omnia, we've had a lot of inventors on the show. Yes. And we, the number one question we asked them was, during the pandemic, right, especially during lockdown, early 2020, how did you guys meet? And they all said <laughs> remotely through Zoom platforms. And we've seen a lot of people actually create robots while still doing it from home, even though there was a pandemic going on. So... Even with the Special Olympics, they are they are kind of implementing the same exact thing. Yes, indeed. And we have definitely seen kids very, very at a very young age, you know, age of four, age of six, learning how to code because it is becoming a lot simpler for their young minds to absorb all this information. The best part about it is that this Olympics competition has actually been allowing them to stay active and stay occupied, not necessarily spend so much time on YouTube, watching yes. videos or social media platforms and This unified robotics competition is actually the largest event that has been organized by the Special Olympics team. Yet at the same time, it is not confined just for people of determination. Anyone can actually go ahead and join, but it's more specifically for people of determination to help keep them involved with their community. Yes, now children in the age group of 8 to 11 did compete on March 13th with secondary age school pupils who will be going head to head on March 20th. And an online awards ceremony will also be held April 17th 
where category winners will also be announced. Now we're looking at a huge opportunity for people mm-hmm. of determination right here in the UAE. And it's not any type of Olympics. It's the Special Olympics and they're creating robotic things. Yes, indeed. They are writing codes to make those robots move backwards, front, frontwards, turn around. And the best part is the fact that those teachers are actually happy that these children are yes. putting their time into good use. Yes. Now, when we were talking about people with uh, with deter- people of determination, yeah, that even does count of people who have autism. Yes. Right. And just yesterday, Omni and I were talking about how people with autism are so smart and how they excel in a certain field. And we're looking at, I think, the number one field that people who are who are artistic excel in is the technology sector. Yeah. I think they love the codes. They love the robots. It's very interesting. And again, with my cousin who is autistic, I see him excel so much in the computer department. Absolutely. Because it's like they get to speak their own special language with yes. one another and with the computer. Let us know your thoughts. And what, as a parent, you know, for every parent tuning in, would you consider having your children participate mm-hmm. in the Special Olympics Robotics Competition? Our text lines are open. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. Yes. We have the halftime show, the only place to be at three, coming up in a bit. But Omni and I... What do we do, Omnia? We hate saying <laughs> goodbyes. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.